0: swoosh life podcast season two let's go let's go let's go today it's like my great like it's like my school of rock impression but we're back baby the swoosh life podcast coming back at you episode 30 30 boys I feel I feel our back going out. We're thirty. Ooh, ah, ooh. I'm about to hit
1: forty. Yeah. So <laughs> two point thirteen, Let's season
0: two, episode thirteen. This is our. this be our A Rod episode? I don't even want to talk about that man. But I guess that would be.
1: I was a huge A Rod fan. Rod
0: Rod thirteen. Who else is uh? uh who else is thirteen? Not there's got to be a lot of good thirteens.
1: I don't know about in the Nike world, though. I know. I mean, there's Joachim Noah, who used to rock his dad's Le Coq Sportif shoes and then had bad feet for the Chicago Bulls. But yeah.
0: Episode 13. <laughs> Episode 30. But we're back, boys. We had a hell of a weekend. A couple of us got out and played. A couple of us of us were. You know, skirting the flu, sort of, maybe, Matt.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you, I so we were, we recorded it while I was in Atlanta for work last week. And I was supposed to go to Dallas on Friday. So Tuesday night, met up with a friend for dinner uh, down in Atlanta and just felt tired. You know, I took the red eye on Sunday, slept five hours on Monday. I'm like, I'm tired. You know, had a couple drinks with my friend, went to bed at like eight at night, got plenty of rest. Wednesday, uh, go to work and I'm traveling back and I start to feel this tickle in my throat. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know, and um, I'm flying back and I got the tickle and I get off the plane and I'm feeling like achy, I'm feeling achy and I'm getting like the sweats. So I don't even like go back home. I go to urgent care. And, you know, they give me the, the triumvirate of tests now, right? So they, they they swab me for strep, they swab me for the flu, and then they tickle my memories. You know, they but stick the Q-tip up we're there. I'm not even going to
0: say the word. We're just going to call it the big C.
1: And doctor we're comes in. and he
0: I know we're not on YouTube yet. But.
1: Right. <laughs> we don't want to spread any misinformation. And he goes, man, your tonsils are like red. You probably got strep. And the test comes back. He's like, yep, you got strep. Here's some antibiotics. So I'm like, hey, I got a flight on Friday morning can I fly? He goes, Oh yeah, no problem. 24 hours after you start taking your medication, you're not contagious. You're good to fly. I go to the pharmacy, I'm picking stuff up. I'm feeling okay about it. And then all of a sudden he goes, he calls me up and he goes, Hey, so about those other two tests, no COVID, but you got the influenza. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't fly with that. He goes, no, you shouldn't. And I definitely wouldn't have because Thursday and Friday, I was just hugging my Gatorades and my pediolites and yeah. Doing what I could to stay away from the rest of the family. And, you know, they, they went through their stuff a couple weeks ago and then who knows if I had the Georgia strain or whatever. So didn't get to golf. Uh, Sunday felt strong enough. I got out with my, uh, with my brother, uh, which was just fantastic because I really shot bad on the front nine. <laughs> and then I shot a 39 on the back nine.
0: And that's that great. You texted us that. That was pretty impressive
1: yeah so you know he fixed something in my in my putting on the 10th hole he saw me like miss another one because it's just been besides being cold windy and rainy and muddy and there's no grass on the ground at all I just haven't been putting just been three jacking and four jacking and he's like you know why don't you just try this bow your left wrist and it just helped me with my alignment and I think I had like I mean I was averaging like a putt a hole which also means I still wasn't hitting greens but I was actually chipping which is new for me. So yeah, it was good. It was good. That 39 brings you back. You're like, yes, going to be
0: on tour by 50. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I also found my my putting stroke, I think this weekend, which was really nice. So, but I'll get to that after Keith, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. Also Uh, Matt, sorry. Good to know that you're feeling better. That's
1: great. Yep. Yep. Full bottle of Dayquil is gone. (laughs) We're still on the (laughs) antibiotics. All right. No, weekend was good, boys. Uh, It's good to see
2: and talk to you guys. Um, Didn't really do too much. Didn't play. I'm playing this Friday coming up. Uh, You guys will hear this on Wednesday, but I'm playing two days after that. Um, I did get to meet up with Gumby last week in our foot foot snowstorm. We went to the Dome at Turning Stone, and that was great. Got a nice little hour hour rain session out of the way. It was really good. We closed the Dome snowed into the Dome.
0: No, it was actually quite nice out that night. Um nice. but uh, yeah, we closed the dome down and we were sweating. We up- oh my god, they had heat on in there, oh like guess. we were gripping. Also, I don't know what's happened, and then this is only for people that listen to us in <laughs> upstate New York, but I don't know what's happened to the to the Turning Stone Dome, but it is just like it was more ripped in the back wall than I've ever seen it. So that was quite quite interesting. So hopefully that's like maybe the last gotta trip.
1: stop hitting bombs, bro. You gotta stop. I'll take it down. People. I know,
0: know. lasers in there.
2: Gumby was calling his shots on the 85-yard wedge
0: shots, hitting a little draws into a little net. I was, I was hooking my wedge. It was great. I was like, if I can hook a wedge, like I feel like Bubba Watson out there with just the right-handed
1: version. Dude, dude! during my round, I, I was in the rough. I'm under a tree. I closed the face, and I hit like a 110-yard trap draw, choked down on a pitching wedge. And I, yeah, and I, you know, I, I next hole's a par three. Calls for almost
0: the exact same. I'm like, I'm gonna hit a draw. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Never the same. Uh driver came in on Friday for me guys. So that was the best thing. Minus then I get to the range on Saturday and it says uh on irons only, you know, because it's a little bit wet out still, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I still hit the driver. <laughs> Once I saw one member doing it, I was like, Oh, screw this. <laughs> and just pull the cover off and let's uh, go. So it was a more uh, senior member, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was um, it's good. It was nice. I love, uh, I really enjoy the sound of it and um, it worked well when I played Sunday. Um, not like the best cause my swing is still off. So still just pulling snapping a lot of stuff which he saw at the dome with the driver so we had we had a good farewell for the driver on on wednesday night at the dome we said we said our goodbyes (laughs) i gave it a couple uh, rips i said goodbye to it too it will get it will get one more hit um in its lifetime and that will be to uh unveil the gender of our uh our future kid as me and my wife are expecting so this is the official announcement on the pod uh so we will do the gender reveal golf ball um thing in a couple weeks actually so
1: nice
0: this is why i needed these pink and blue next percent so badly we have to have it for the gram you know so uh and speaking on that fact keith
2: Hold on. We just want to say congrats, Gumby, and Thanks. we were giving me, Matt and I were giving you the golf clap. Yes, absolutely. Yes, they were. Welcome,
0: so. welcome
1: to the washed fatherhood club. <laughs> <laughs> now it all makes
0: sense for those people that have listened and said, like, wow, he's playing in two leagues. He bought new clubs. How can he do all this?" Oh, because it's my last season of doing all this. So, um, no, we're very excited. Um, uh, mom's doing great so far and we're very happy so um appreciate it boys uh but yeah so pink and blue next percents shock drop last wednesday i think everyone kind of went crazy last wednesday um or was it tuesday
1: tuesday was we recorded on monday night and then yeah. tuesday is when the fun tuesday, stuff happened
0: everything went haywire um, so we almost re-recorded, I can tell you guys that, uh, out in the podcast world, because the ADG4s, Jordan ADG4s, dropped and went off, and we will talk about those later. Um, but then we had a couple shock drops on some other things, including a restock of the next percents in, you know, the standard pink and blue, as we talked about, and Keith to the rescue for me as I was tied up with some other funds, uh, helped me secure those bad boys um and the adg4 so i appreciate it you thank you very much that's what our pods for um so we're super excited and that's going to be awesome so yeah so the old driver will get one more hit on those exploding golf balls here in a couple of weeks which will be great um so yeah and uh we got a couple of cool fun things coming down the pipeline that we've been talking about and talking about and talking about um, and I think, you know, one thing that you guys can look forward to is that 847 Customs is coming on the podcast next week to talk about, you know, golf, a little what he used to do with Nike, a little long distance driving, and some very special ball markers that we have. And one of those ball markers will be going to one of our now three supporters boys we got an extra supporter now and i have a big shout out to at the golf grove is our number three supporter and uh coming in with some with some money there which we really appreciate so thank you very much uh we we really appreciate it i don't know if you want me to say your real name or not so is it golf boys, groove I thought Gold, it was, it's golf, groove. Golf, golf groove grove i don't know how to spell so i don't actually know how that or read i guess so groove groove it's late
1: it's late night the kids not letting them sleep it is late night so (laughs)
0: um but we really appreciate that so again if you want to become a supporter of the podcast go to anchor.fm slash the swoosh life podcast slash support and join today truly appreciate it um but biggest thing that happened last week um we'll get into kind of the zurich uh, a little bit recap Xander and Cantley take it away. Um, I think our boys were the next highest. They there, were right. They were uh, HV three and Bubba. And I think that's a good pairing to be quite honest. I think a lot of people were kind of th- thought that wouldn't be, um, but they played pretty well. So that was, that was good to see again, such a fun event. Cool to kind of see. Um, and again, you can kind of run away in the scores there. Um, but other than that and Mexico coming up this week, uh, ADG4 dropped, and Golf World kind of went a little crazy on them. I think they got some really good, like, there's some, we got some feedback. They got some feedback. I think it's, it's quite an interesting look. Um, it wavers very differently from the previous ADGs, I should say. Uh, but it is something that I think we've all kind of been clamoring for a little bit as well uh so matt i know you have some uh, you bought three pairs correct me if i'm wrong one was shipped directly to his hotel room in atlanta so he could play with them in dallas which unfortunately didn't happen didn't happen yeah and and that was after the fact that he already bought both colorways and sent them to his house so you have them in hand keith and i get them tomorrow um I think we need to hear from you on on your thoughts on on these ADG fours.
1: Yeah, and I got to TikTok right away. I had to TikTok the the white blues when they first came because I was stuck in my hotel room. If <laughs> you <laughs> wonder where the blue carpet was from, I was like, oh look, it matches the shoes. I had to make a nice little TikTok there. So first impressions, I will say the the black red quality is seems a little bit better and noticed some like little smudges and things like that on the, on the white blue, but super happy with the white blue, man. Like the white blue just came out as crisp and I was traveling to Dallas and I kept picturing myself like wearing Cowboys colors. You know, I grew up a Deion Sanders fan and all that stuff. I'll always root for the bears, but I don't mind the boys. I don't. And I was so pumped to like wear them. Cause I was like, okay, let, let me get them ASAP and then I could wear them on my flight Friday. And we know that that didn't happen. Uh, overall tried them on, a little tight in the midfoot, I would say. A little tight, but lengthwise, true to size. I'm a 13. The length is right there. They're gonna run a little tight, you know. This is a this is kind of like a sleek dress shoot kind of look. And those of you might have noticed, I put up a picture next to my Cole Hans that I wear for work. Uh, you know, they're very reminiscent of some Cole Hans, which I really like. I love wearing Cole Hans to work, even though they're not part of the Nike family. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. However. Uh, maybe when we get to our rankings, maybe we could start with our rankings here on the on the colorways because I got my rant saved for one of the colorways because I really want to go off on of one of the colorways. But uh, yeah, Gumby, what, do you, what? Let's go to Keith here. Keith, how would you rank one out of five Jumpmans? Uh, the black red and the white blue. One out of five, one five being the best. You got it. Actually, we should go one to six of the 6 championships, but let's just well, see. I them. can't wait to get them
2: cuz Daddy's got some new
1: dancing
0: shoes for the wedding's coming up. <laughs> uh, not to mention Keith. Let's not skate over this fact. These are your first pair of Jordan golf shoes as well, correct? They are. They are. Yes, they are. Golf shoe
2: ever. I never I, I didn't even have Jordans when I grew up. Never got a pair or anything like that. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited. I can't wait to get them tomorrow. I can't wait to open those boxes right up. But uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. They give me that Clayton feel a little bit. So I'm like, I had, that's why I jumped after these. I'm like, I gotta have them. But
1: all right, you're going to notice real quick, the React foam. Lunar Lawn would like give, right? But it didn't have like the energy return react. There's a man that little bit of react does work really well in the shoe. You guys guys are really going to like walking in these, stepping in them. Right. I like that. What colorway, Matt, did you say first the black or the white? Let's go with the black-red first. One out of five. Oh, I'm
2: always a black black guy. With the red touch in there, too, I'm going to give it a four. I, I really am. I, I like that clean look. It gives it that, that Jordan-Chicago Bulls kind of look, too, as well. Clean cut. And I'll then, give it a four. And how are we looking on the white-blue? Oh. Those are my school colors for high school. I'm going to give that a 4.5. I wow. can't wait. I can't get wait to get those ones. I cannot wait. Strong scores from Keith over here. Yeah. So you really you really I like this. I think I'm pumped up, you know. Next week we'll record when we're all disappointed in the shoes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe my scores will drop, but no. I'm, I'm pretty you? pumped. I'm pretty pumped they're my first Jordans. I know maybe they're not that traditional Jordan basketball shoe look, but man, I I can't wait to wear the the jump man on, you
1: know, on the back of my heel. So Oh, I like God. it. One of the comments in our Instagram stories was uh, it's what a Jordan shoe that isn't a retro should be. Mm. So it sounds like, like people are okay. And that one actually came from my brother, but I
0: was going to, I wasn't <laughs> going to blow him in. I was going to let that just be a listener, like give yeah. him some great advice. <laughs> was... Well,
1: I, I, I was actually just shocked because my brother is a huge, my brother's like Keith a lot, like pretty quiet hockey player loves his Clayton's absolutely loves his Clayton's. So it's interesting that people are cool with, the Jordan super classy Clayton look coming from the Jordan brand and not from the Nike brand. Um, even though Ray Rod uh, commented the shoe is an insult to trash. Woo. All right. It's all right. I don't know about that.
0: Ray Rod, Ray Rod.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Our I guys from know. the breakfast balls podcast over here. I would only wear these to my own funeral. Cause no one else would see them. St. Patrick's 17 with an eh. It's crazy. But then. Here come the real shoe people. I think Uh tigs bounce one. It's a great silhouette, a modern stylish shoe that you can wear off the course to a nice event. Bingo weddings. Absolutely. Hanzo. Love the nod to a more traditional clean shoe with subtle hints of the AJ3. AJ3. I, I is it only AJ3 because there's cement in the heel? I see more uh, yeah, than 12. I would, I, would,
0: I would assume that that would be it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I imagine if they put cement on the toe on that it wouldn't really work very well, but. I mean, I think it's just the heel. The
1: yeah, heel, I absolutely yeah. love that the the top lace loop is from the 12. It looks just yeah. like it's from the 12. Um we'll get uh, our guide golf groove four out of five this oh man. Four out of five with spikes. They might be a 5 out of 5 but classic silhouette with nice detail. So, uh golf groove kind of nailing it there. My buddy Chris Stonecutters jumped in. He wishes they had spikes. As I said before, the Masters, hopefully Tiger made a showed up with them in the, in, in the metal spikes. That would have been a good one. And uh, T. Sloan 23, good-looking classic shoe. Tiger could or should have worn this at the Masters. I'm with you, T. Sloan. That's exactly what I was hoping would happen. Really,
0: I know that we all. talked about that. Maybe we talked about it offline. I don't know if we talked about it ever here because we didn't have them out yet. But it would be very interesting. I mean, I think the world would kind of like break a little bit more than it did when he wore F.J., it's him wearing a Jordan shoe would have been like TW and Jumpman, you know, two, two collab, which would have been just oh, oh. mind-blowing. Uh, when we were at the Golf Dome Little Tangent, we saw the there was one pair of shoes left, um, and it was the Rafa Nadal and Tiger shoe was still there. Um, so that was quite like an interesting little collab too. So you, you got, I mean... Goat versus Goat collabs is never a bad thing, you know. No, absolutely. Don't be.
2: Don't forget about the one pair of Jordan Lowe's ones. Yeah, they had a shadow.
0: Had shadow lows there. Um, and that was like the only pair that they had left of those. So shadow one Lowe's, which is pretty cool. Um, how are your me, ranks?
1: Yeah. Huh. No, sorry. I was just how are your ranks? You're already going there. Sorry. Yeah, okay. I over uh
0: here. I think. I'm going to go white and blue first. I'm a white shoe guy. I think that like, so I think I just told this on the podcast last year, but I I ended up getting some shoes from a friend um, and they were the AJ one or sorry, they were the AM ones um, and they were the red and white pair. And then I think I got, Roshi's, just white with the Volt. And then I got an extra pair that wasn't for me that I had to return. And it was the AM ones in blue. And I never really thought that I would like, like a blue accent on a shoe. And then I like saw it in person, had it, put it on, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I like this. And so um, I cannot wait for that French blue uh to just kind of show up and i think that's just going to be a perfect like you're out at a classy place for fourth of july round some red white and blue going on you got those bad boys on (laughs) boys bring me to the lobster bake after let's go you know so uh yeah let's go let's go 4.7 on those and um got me um, black and red i think they look nice i think the soul it's kind of funny i i kind of think the soul should be swapped on them a little bit uh like the, the, the it's what the clear soul
1: it is a clear soul and i'm saving the, my rent for that on the yeah. black,
0: yeah so i think that that's my only like concern on that black one i have seen another colorway um with some red and it's like a light gray, not fully white. I think it's like a light gray, um, which is also good. But I really appreciate that the first ones to drop were kind of that white and French blue. I really like that clean look. So uh, I'll go um, 3.8. So it's over three and a half. So it's still on the good side on on the black and red.
1: Oh man, generous! You guys are good. You guys are you guys are Jordan fans. Look at you. Yeah. No, I'm I'm five out of five on the white blue for sure. The white, blue, um, the black, red. I'm a four out of five on the black, red. So, don't, so don't get me wrong here because I like it.
0: However, he, he, has, he, had, he has rookie scores going on right now. Like we gave decimal points and this guy was just going four to five. Five out a five. Come on. Get, no, because I'm, get, I'm ready. Shoes already.
1: I'm ready to make my impassioned plea to the sneaker okay. community. I'm ready. Okay?
0: I'm ready. I'm all right, this back. is my
1: impassioned plea to the sneaker community because I think we all need to evolutionize ourselves and grow with the times and maybe just maybe it's time to stop buying everything that has an ice sole on it because the ice sole on the shoe kills it absolutely this could have been a seven out of five this could have been like a monster shoe with a red bottom if you had gone with the red bottoms you know not trying to steal anything from cardi b okay (laughs) not trying to steal anything from her but that The cool thing about like, like look at the AM 90s, the Nike Golf Club ones from way back with the glow green bottoms, mm-hmm. even ADG3 with the glow green bottoms. Guess what? They're going to age well. You're going to walk in grass. You're going to walk in water and all this stuff, and they're going to age well. Icy souls do not age well, and especially you're going to take them out on a golf course, these things are going to look three times as old as they really are within six months to a year they're gonna look like trash, okay? And this is the other thing, we gotta stop with the icy souls, like it's garbage. It was never good for basketball shoes. The traction was always awful with them, but guess what? Everybody always buys something with an icy soul. We all love icy souls for some reason, okay? We need to stop being that uncle that shows up to the barbecue in Jordan's six rings, okay? You know that uncle, he's got the Jordan six rings with the patent leather or the Zoom 11
0: comforts. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, they're they're just the same. These are Jordans, man. They're Jordans with the patent leather, man. They got it. No, you don't got it. You ain't got it. And this ain't it. And icy soles do not belong on these shoes. They just don't. And I'm going to give you another story. I don't know how many of you are car people and how many of you love the new Corvette. I love the new Corvette, the C8, right? Mid-engine, first ever mid-engine Corvette. And you know what the Chevy engineering team said what the design team said you can absolutely not order any chrome on this machine ever Mm. okay because they found out that the only guys that order tons of chrome on their corvettes wear cargo shorts pocket shirts that are tucked into their belt new balances and knee high socks okay that's exactly the type of dude that orders chrome on his corvette does he have the money for it sure should he bail out to it i don't know because they're like you are not putting any chrome. We are going to murder stuff out. We're going to have blacked out decals. It is time to move on with the times, y'all. Give up your icy souls.
0: Okay, so I have, I love the rant and I, I want him to continue. So I'm going to break his brain right here. And something that we've also seen come out here is khaki, this, that, all that stuff. So, Matt, I have a question for you. Icy soul. Or a gum soul. Are we going to talk about the 12s that leaked?
1: No, I don't, out to I don't even want
0: to talk about even, I, That's not even part of the conversation. We don't have to talk about those. I'm just saying an icy soul or a gum rubber soul. I think IZ Soul
1: has done way more. However, I just have a disdain. I just don't feel like ever looking like I work at Target or Best Buy. I'm never going to wear khaki. Look in your own dang catalog for the last five years. How many khaki, gum, sale bone? How many of these pants have you actually sold ever? Have you ever made available yet? You're willing to throw them on shoes. Heck, let's even throw three shades of it on one shoe. Masters edition, bland as hell. Let's go.
0: He didn't answer my question, but I think we both know where he's going. So either way, it, it, Icy it, and gum, gum soles. I'd
1: rather awesome. see an icy sole than a gum sole. And gum see icy and gum soles are just
0: them. not for Matt, which is fine. And that's yeah. why I think the, the white and
1: blue, the French blue. Oh, wheat also. Nice. Please strike wheat from your color catalog, <laughs> shoe <Yeah>. people. <laughs> I mean, it's cool to wear for an outfit outside. It's fine every once in a while. I just don't think it belongs on a special edition golf shoe. I agree.
0: Uh no, I think that's great. I, I think it's awesome to see it come out. Um, I'm excited to see the technology come out with it. It's, it's gonna be um a great kind of like fancy shoe. It's nice to have them back. We you know, Nike's kind of who knows right now with, with everything. Um, but they've really gotten into some like more the more athletic shoes, which we know, um and I think that's hard because I think the, the heel dispersion kind of gets off a little bit, right? Like, and it kind of changes some people's swings and all that stuff. And I think getting something back into a flatter shoe could work wonders for them, could work wonders for the athletes that want to wear a like typical golf shoe. Um, however, I think we, you know, from what I know of, of Nike and their structure right now is that, that golf shoes are in the cleat category of their operation, which means that they're in the lacrosse, baseball, football, soccer, like world in production areas. And I, and I get that in a baseball lacrosse kind of thing. There's movement, there's a swing, there is a twist turn. All three of those swings are different inertia different momentum different like forces um and i don't think they're taking that into consideration as much as they need to um within a golf swing um and so i think that's just kind of it's tough right now it's hard when that than that is like the way that like a company works is is grouping stuff you know
1: now do you know how long they've been in the part of the cleat division you know how long this might have been i
0: i'm not sure I, I would assume this is recent um right because this is did, the first yeah, they didn't i've announce heard of chain. this this is the first time i've heard of this so i think we all knew that if they went to um after dissolve of hard goods they went into the sb tennis um realm as well so it was kind of yeah. this uh I can't remember the name of the, of the grouping that they called it. Um, I think it was the play active um, like grouping of things. And so, or, so this seems new that it's in my cleats, but it, but also doesn't because I mean, we've also seen a Jordan one golf cleat or sorry, football cleat before. So
1: that's where govern does a lot of those swaps. So let me ask Keith then Keith, you as kind of like just hearing this news and, you are you hopeful for the future that golf is now part of a clique division? Is that is that good news? Would you take that as good news? Or do you find like, oh well, golf is just sharing with another sport again?
2: No, I think it I think it is great great news for us for the golf fans and the golf Nike golf shoe. Like, you know, I think even with with that being that division coming over, I mean, it's It's great for for us. So there's going to be new designs. There's going to be you know maybe something down the pipeline for for Tiger with a with a cleat or Rory with a with a better cleat. You know even with the with the new with the new Jordans that just came out, the AG fours like that could spark something. I think because we saw Tiger roll up in a classic shoe, you know with cleats in the bottom. That that Jordan could spike Tiger's interest a little bit. Like he knows like that shoes out there probably you know so it's just like that could they could take a clayton they can take that jordan and kind of mesh together and maybe with with the new cleat division now hopefully there's more involvement with our athletes so i just hope i hope something good i definitely think something good's going to come from it i do i think something good's going to come on
0: tiger's foot pretty soon too
1: yeah, I, I hope so too maybe I some worry. Griffy
0: yeah I I worry about it slightly in the sense that it's not overseen by by a golfer, by like a golf thing. Like I think you can say a cleat, a cleat, a cleat, and I think we would all know that we're not gonna wear football cleats or soccer cleats on a golf course. Um like all that stuff. I think I think that's the only problem that I could see with it is that if you don't Like separate it and that's why i think like we're seeing such like heel dispersion is like yeah people use that in athletic wear because of the push-off for momentum of of soccer lacrosse whatever um but you don't see that in in foot joys of the world's like and all that stuff that you see something that's a lot flatter and a lot more tactical and a lot more like ground force using um, and so that's just where I, I think that hopefully they can learn. Hopefully, you know, the ADG is something that like sparks it. We've seen a couple different ADGs be popular, but always seem to have extras um, of things. They always seem to have a some sort of heel clip to them, at least the three did. Um, and, and, I, and I think even the two. So that's kind of like maybe a staple. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what if they can come up with something for Tiger. Um, yeah. It's that can look like
1: now that I bought some time and had you guys talk about it. Like I'm, I'm trying to think through it, right? Like, okay, cool. Like one, like, Hey, let's get some Griffey retros. A lot of baseball players that love. Um, I think to your point about the heel thing, right? When you play basketball, you're jumping, you're going up and down. You need that impact protection.
0: Yeah. You
1: don't need a ton of impact protection on the course. And mostly you want to be on your toes. So uh, during your swing, you want to be an athletic stance, right? Now I go to baseball and football, and I'm thinking about these cleated sports, right? And I think about the Super Bowl and how many guys were wearing custom Jordans, and they were wearing like Air Force Ones. Like yeah. the the football player is not really like in any kind of specialized. We haven't seen anything since like the Zoom ninety six and the you know the you know the, that was the one that Barry Sanders wore, wore, right? Like there was a couple like big clunky like turf purpose shoe but like you don't really see anything like new and exciting out of the football arena or the baseball arena like trout had a couple cool designs a couple years back he was like like one of the first guys with the big toe swoosh but even
0: a trout one could be considered like the adg3 last year a little bit like kind of a a sort of giant heel clip that that provides protection for that like achilles sort of area on the the twist and the you know the follow-through of like your right foot if you're a right-handed swinger but Yeah, it's they look for ankle support a lot. I don't think we, you could want ankle support. I know my ankles don't feel that great after yesterday, but I've also broken them before. You know, so uh, yeah, I I don't. I'm not a footwear designer. I don't. I don't know. But these are the things that like other people have told me about, like why they think that, like tigers and something else. It's why they think like footwear has kind of been transitioned out of, of other things. Um, But it's interesting to talk about and to see. So if, if the ADG sparks something, that's only good for us. Right. So, well,
1: well, and look at what Bubba Watson showed off during the pro-am he wore a ADG four with spikes in it, you know, and I don't know, I don't know that the company will ever get to a point where they can rationalize having, two skews, the same silhouette, but a spike versus spiked version. Right. But this, like, if you're going after that G4 customer and, and yeah. look, if you're going after that G4 customer and that customer wants spikes, like, I'm sorry, like you're not gonna, you're not going to halfway into this, right? Like this is a great silhouette. And and if that wasn't your intention, then that's fine. You got a nice, really nice spikeless shoe here. But if that's who you're after and that's who you want to capture and that's who you want to grab, you need to put spikes
0: on this shoe. So, You only bring up one question. You said you're not going to have two skews for two different bottoms, but they have two skews for two different lacing types. They have a regular lace and they have a boa. Now, boa doesn't come to the States often, but.
1: But that's because the Asian market really supports boa. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like,
0: But you don't think that the U.S. market would possibly support. When we went shoe shopping in Myrtle Beach with my buddy, there was only like four shoes that I could find that were actually spiked. Like between all of, and not one, I would consider a Nike, other than the Zoom Victory, which I didn't have in the PGA Superstore, um, and I'm not going to consider the Next Percent a spike shoe with three helipads, you know, <laughs> on there kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because I think we got to think about price point, and this is where I get confused too. I feel like premium customer is willing to invest 125 and up is going to want spikes that customer who's a casual who may be like, Hey, yeah, I kind of want to wear this on, you know, to top golf, and I kind of want to wear this to the range and I kind of want to wear this on my once a month round. Yeah. That's the spikeless Roshi customer, you know, like a yeah. hundred dollars or less. Right. So, you know, this, I even think about like other brands and I'm t- trying to take a look, like I know, I know Adidas with the 360 they'll put out, they've got, the xt which is spikeless and then they have the one that's spiked and they're usually around the same price but then like anything that's spikeless you usually see in the like the lower price points yeah so i don't know if it's if it's a price point thing willing to invest that kind of like dynamic
0: also the only other spike shoes that nike's coming out with are the jordan retro ones so the 12 is spiked 11s were spiked three four five you know all spiked so that's also interesting interesting to see uh keith last words before we go to break you say that you'll wear this to like a wedding and to another event but then you also felt the spikes we felt the the similar spikes on a different shoe um at turning stone and they're a little bit more grabby a little bit more like teeth tooth to them um do you still think that it's something that you could wear out like that or do you think that it's truly like oh i could really only wear these at like a golf course or something like that I think I could. Yeah,
2: that's a good one. Well, I think I can wear those, you know, just at the golf at the golf course. I do. Yeah, um, but not at a wedding.
1: You just got to rock them on cement long enough. Wear them down. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'd have to take them out like my T dubs that I do. I swear around, wear around the street. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was our ADG discussion, and uh, we're going to come back with some more topics. Matt's got a kind of out of left field one here um, right after this break, and our sponsor a word from our sponsor, Anchor. And we're back. Thank you to our sponsor, Anchor Matt. Uh, this was this was brought up in our group chat, and, uh, and I'm curious to see where you want to go with this. But you want to talk about range finders you want to talk about yardage books you want to talk about gps like what do you want to talk about today well so
1: i forgot to preface in my 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 pre-sickness stupor that you know i played really really bad the other week and part of the reason was actually i was testing out i had a, a gps the bushnell phantom and i had a range finder and both of them have an app and like man i'm kind of like anti-technology cuz I know the pitfalls of like get out of the car, check the phone, check the range finder, check the tile, this, check this, and check that, right? Like, because I you know me, I play for time, not for score. <laughs> and uh with the new app, like it would tell me, okay, plus 17. And I was like, wait, does that mean I add 17 to the yardage, or it's giving me 17 off of the yardage? Like, I was getting so confused that you know, I, d- I definitely nuked a couple shots and then left a couple shots short, but Big thing is like when I play with my brother, my brother has Arcos and I'm not going to put an Arcos thing on every single uh, like handle like he does, but its app is phenomenal with the wind, um, you know, and all my friends. And here's the thing, guys, like I go to my buddy's tournament every year. We do our, our buddy's outing all these cheaters are using golf logics. They're all using these apps. They've all got these wind. They've all got, by the way, they've all got slope and I know they're all using it. Yes. I am calling all you out. All right. Mario, Jared, Terrell, everybody. I know y'all got the slope and I know that you're all using it. So I'm just trying to look, I'm just trying to keep up with my competition here. So I was just wondering, you know, how do you guys feel about it? What is your favorite thing to use? Do you use the GPS on the phone? Do you use a rangefinder? Do you use a watch? What are some of the things that you guys use for yardage?
0: Go ahead, Keith.
1: Uh, I use 18 birdies,
2: actually. I don't have a range finder. I am very, my hands are very shaky. And you could tell when I played ice hockey, my hands were never there. But uh, I was a good playmaker, though, playing hockey. But no, I just, I, I've i tried other people's range finders. And I just, I am, I'm way too shaky with them. So I use, I use the app on the phone. And you know what else I use is just like mental or mental memory of the course. If I played the course plenty of times, like I kind I'm pretty good with guessing my yardage, you know, with, within like five, five yards. So a lot of it's up in my head, but um, I definitely like using the app because I could, you know, I could see the whole course. I could see the layout of the course, um, especially like off the tee. You can see like how far that bunker is or how far that tree is. Um, I, I just couldn't do that with a range fire. I'm I'm just too shaky. So I I definitely just use the app all the time, um, and and I go from there. And like I said, I use my muscle memory. If if I played the course multiple times, I, I kind of know what I need to hit at a certain spot. Right? What, what do you you got a range finder, don't you? Or
0: I, I do. And uh, shout out to Olin Golf. I I think I need a new range finder uh, holder. So Olin might need to make us a couple like swoosh swoosh life podcast um range finder holders uh but yeah it's for me i'm kind of old school and if i belong at a course or i play the course a bunch i have yardage books i have a i make my own so a little bit of landscape architecture comes out of me and we've, we've lost Matt, by the way, he is completely frozen. So he might come back in. He might not. We'll see um, on his own topic discussion, but yeah, he, I like to kind of draw it out. I like to kind of like walk it out and, and really kind of like see um, the lay of the land, the feel truthfully I use 150 to, the 200 or the 100 like markers a lot when I'm out there but I do have the range finder to kind of to look and see and 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 go from there my buddy has a watch that was helpful in league um, because it would say like 200 to water like on blind shots I'm screwed right like if you have a yardage book cool if you've never played the course it's tough like you can't see water up there Or anything like that and that's the uh, that's the only part where i think like a gps app or anything like that would be important um but other than that yeah i'm I'm still kind of old school in it and that i just just kind of do a range finder and like i said i really enjoy kind of mapping out a course and then creating a yardage book for it and to be quite honest this after playing this weekend and I played this weekend, shot pretty well. I was one under through four, guys, um, which is maybe a new record for me, <laughs> to be quite honest. To start, I birdied the first, it did not hold up as a skin, and then I got into the skins game, and uh, which was just such a bummer because I made like a 60-foot bomb. Like I told you, I found something with my putting stroke, which was great, uh, and uh, and then held it together pretty well, which was, which was also nice to see but then I made a triple on nine. And so that kind of threw my round <laughs> the first nine out. And then I got tired in the middle and, and fought back at the end, which is, which is pretty good. So, um, but I wanted to walk the, I want to go walk the course just by myself without my clubs, take my range finder out there and just map it. Um, because a bunch of the guys that I played with said like, they'll take one too. Like, Imagine if we throw that thing into CAD and actually get real slope and all that stuff too. Like people would buy that in the clubhouse to just have, that's not something we have currently. So that would be kind of nice. I told that I would like, I have a couple extra books that I would like make the, all the like custom ones for all the guys in my golf league, uh, the four of us so that we like had them uh, if needed. But it's also kind of, Everything's right there in front of you and technology now is just is it worth it or is it not worth it you know yeah it could
1: overwhelm you a little bit you yeah. know and then kind of paralyze you but the re- and the other reason that I ask is the pga tour is going to a place where traditionally the ball flies a little bit longer than it usually does so the yardages are a little bit different because this week we are in mexico
0: mexico so,
1: so are we caught okay so we both got a point. For last week right is that yeah. how that worked yeah and then scheffler got you double points you got two points for scheffler
0: so are you now ma- tied it was a major yeah so is it now gumby's pick
2: or is it i think so i've gone downhill after the first week
0: Every <laughs> of doing that so um is that all you wanted on yardage books? Just to figure out what we played and whatnot, that little discussion. I like it. I like well, it. Well, Gumby yeah. back to the yeah. yardage books. I, I mean uh,
1: I'd love to hear I, I would love to hear what like the fans like it guys, you know, throw throw us in the comments what you guys use and we'll read it off next episode. But yeah, Keith, what do you think about the yardage book?
2: I was just gonna piggyback off Gumby. I love yardage books and I get them at any like nice place I play at, I just collect them. I just I don't have that many because I haven't played too many crazy places, but I love collecting. Like I have Beth Page Blacks one. I'm like, oh it's you know, it's awesome, right? That's when it comes all the turning stone ones. Um TPC River Highlands here, it's just it's a nice little collection to have. Yeah. And you sure you get like the layout of the course picture by picture. It you know, so okay. I like
0: the, I like the plain old yardage books, but so so this is kind of a, a spin-off debate, but the yardage books that you get those courses are like fancified and like a booklet style that just have the yardages, like written out and they've got like a nice write up of like frost giants this and this nice hole you need to hit a sweeping dog leg right where if you get too far onto the left hand side you'll be blocked out by the the old willow weeping tree uh that's been there since 1936 like th- those are what they say right and i i don't like those i like them but i don't like them you know what i mean like Gee, i this is
2: gonna hire you for the math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my brain was kind of breaking through half of that by the way um so i want i just want courses to have the flip the flip give me the like stackable flip book binder and then have the just the nice layout and and have the numbers and let me make my own notes on it. Maybe I don't play a course enough to do that. And maybe that's why these other courses like don't have them because no one's playing them over and over and over again. They just play them like once in a a great blue moon or whatever. So maybe that's why it's not like that, but like, yeah, something about like a a standard yardage book. Like when they talked about, I think Michelle, we, used ricky fowler's yardage book at pinehurst number two when she won the u.s open i like like those notes and those little things that they put into that like can you imagine looking at tigers yardage books from the the majors that he's won like what those would say i know he says that he uses them over again he knows that like when they change a course they have he has to pick a different starting line and, and like all right it's not the tv tower it's not like left edge of the tv tower anymore And now it's like right tree right of the tv tower you know like all that stuff and so i just love i love that kind of style and i think that's also like i love yardage book covers and all that stuff i think it's just really like a cool part of the game that i wish would kind of come back into it yeah man.
1: yeah i like i see both arguments here as always the eternal dualist here but i think if it's a destination it would be cool to buy the fancy uh, yardage book also because like for instance i played on my honeymoon i played kapalua so i do look forward to it every year and i don't remember a majority of the holes like i remember them kind of and they've redesigned it since i've been there so it would be cool to pull out the yardage book while they're playing and be like, Oh yeah, that was four. Yep. That's where I, that's where I chunked the chip on seven. Yep, yep. That's where I put it into the the pineapple farm. But I like that idea. And then I also like the idea of a yardage book that, you know, of a place where you normally play. So for instance, we have our buddies trip where like on year 16, we go to the same place, Geneva national, Wisconsin, and we play the three courses over three days. We have like a little tournament and yeah, I would like to like keep my own notes, but also have their notes. So maybe like something like a hybrid where there's like a blank page for you to add on if you want, and then maybe you just have like maybe the schematics of the whole and stuff like that. Uh, you know, for me, most of the time, I, I need help with the greens is what I need help with.
0: Yeah, and I think yardage books are important when you like like if you don't have the watch that tells you two twenty to the water, you can sort of know like okay, I'm next to the bunker, I'm one forty five out from water and i'm 185 to to the green like that's important stuff because more often than not i'm probably chunking it into the water
1: <laughs> well we have a few courses out here too where the designer and i forgot what his name was but he's kind of a well-known designer around here in chicago he uses a lot of false hazards mm-hmm. So, like you'll see a bunker and you're like oh man i can't drive up the left side because and then the bunker is actually like 100 yards away yeah but it looks like it's 200 yards away so like there's stuff where like you can take that note of like yeah take on the bunker or yeah there's a whole lot of trouble behind there you don't want any part of that.
0: I hate fall. I hate um, tricky false fronts on on greens. I mean this is just getting into like what we don't like about golf courses. But maybe, maybe one day I you know when we talked about it a couple episodes ago we're gonna build our own golf course. We're gonna build a Nike golf. I was course. gonna say
2: we're gonna just turn this into our own golf. Course. But
0: um, there's a couple of false fronts at at beaver where i'm a member now and they don't look fault they don't look like false fronts they look pretty flat and then that you get up to them and you're like oh that's different that's not what i thought so um so that's good to know as well and then just knowing where your like your sucker pins are um due to like how deep things are like they look a little bit you know from further distance they look a little bit different so uh good topic uh matt sorry um but Keith, Keith's picks, Mexico this week. Uh this is your show, buddy. You just you just take it over from here. I think we all know, I think we're almost going all with the same person. There's only four Nike guys. There's only four dudes now. <laughs> so
1: should we just all pick the same guy? <laughs> Ooh, are we gonna go on the kind of three again?
0: Yeah, ready? This is good, this is a short segment. Ready? One, right. two, three, Fino. Tony. Tony. Ooh. Oh so you're the only outlier. Also we need to work catch on, up. We need to work on our one, two, three when we all say it at the same time because I just went and nobody else said it. So uh all right, so Keith and I are with fino this week. I think there's a repeat of Puerto Rico. He's gonna let the ball fly in Mexico and, and he can power it down and just place it at 50, and he'll be the longest out there. So we, well Cam, I know Cam's out there, but Cam has yeah, to Cam's still out like, there. They're, all, they're all
2: due. Uh, all four guys are due for something. That's yeah. very true.
0: Cam has to hit it, can't hit it hard, but I think he's swinging at 85-90%. is the same spot and he hasn't let it go. Finau's only swinging ever at like 60 to 70 percent, you know. So yeah,
1: that's you know, very that's true. Like, Both ping oh. guys let those pings fly,
0: gentlemen. Let them go. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. So that all right. So we got Mexico. Um, what's I don't know what's coming up next week, uh, golf course wise. I, again, I'm so lost in the schedule right now. A um, couple other big note things in the PGA Tour is the Liv is uh, is gaining steam on some players <laughs> joining, and there was one name that showed up today that we all. Say we won't talk about on this podcast,
2: and I think who's
0: that Gumby? Uh <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, and then I think I like Matt's comment that if they really want to have a good tour, okay. Here's my thing with LIV, and we haven't talked about this much, and so I'll just rant on it in, in a second.
1: I wanted to talk about the LPGA. That's what I wanted to talk about. They, you know, we've got the the, the uh, Palace Verdes Championship by Bank of America, but we don't have too many. Nike ladies out there. So can I Walms just throw a or one, just or throw one thing in real yeah, quick? All right, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sorry, I derailed.
2: Tiger's on the field list for the PGA Championship, yes. okay? So- Yes, yes Yes, yes.
0: with well, the other person- That's all, all I wanted to start talking about. Um, okay, so here's my thing when with the LIV, and I don't even know if that's what it's actually called. I'm just calling it the LIV, because that's what I've seen. Um, how often, have we seen in sports another league do well? USFL? USFL? Is that the thing? XFL? AFL? If you really want to go crazy? Like, I, I don't,
1: AFL, ABA would have to be the last two because they actually merged with the NBA and the NFL. So those would probably be the last two that actually worked. But that was then, back in the 70s when like sports didn't cost a billion or trillion dollars to right. get started.
0: So I, I just I just don't know about it. And zero names that are on that list make me go, I need to watch that. Like
1: Yeah, you're going to get a lot of guys towards the end of their career. Like they're not like they're not going to get paid like that ever again. They would have to win like a big tournament to get that much prize money, right? So like that's why you're going to see Poulter and Garrigus and Mickelson out there.
0: Well, did you see the now, other, did you see the other big name that was out there today? The one that you ranted about the other week, Philly Mick. No, no I think I you know on? who you're talking about. The other one, Sergio. Yeah, oh. he, he was rumored. That's your boy. <laughs> He's rumored and I was like, good, just <laughs> get him out. <laughs> no, I I but yeah, I, I I just don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. But
1: I guess that's my, my question on the strategy is do they want a full field tournament or do they want four to five events a year that take the spotlight away from the PGA and they host something like the match or they host like something like you know under the lights and things like that.
0: But you, I mean, you can say that like if they were this week, right? Like Mexico is not an unfortunately a big like week for people. This is going to be a, a, a vacation week for 80% of the tour, like in a sense of the, I, I should say, of the top 25 guys of the tour, right? Like you're not going to see a John Rahm down there. You're not going to see like a Scheffler probably, you know, all that stuff. So it, I like, if that's what you want to do is in those weeks, like when it's like at the Sanderson farms, like you want to compete in those weeks, then sure. But I just don't see that being, being the case. So, uh, Oh, well. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, look, it's a muddy topic, right? It's a muddy topic
1: because we all know where the money came from and people have their opinions on it. And Phil's, you know, off the record said some, pretty awful stuff and you know tried to justify what was going on and then greg norman you know has his 30 for 30 that hits the airwaves i mean look greg never met a business deal that he didn't like right like especially when he's front and center about it so greg was like oh man to put my documentary out there let me apply for the open and let's get this thing kicked off and then he then he said we let the masters have their we let the masters have their time that was his quote we let them have their time Dude, I mean have you ever said that seen he would a guy? Never,
0: he wouldn't change his whole thing for a masters like win. I was like, you wouldn't change that? You wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to not collapse again. Like
1: well, what's he supposed to say? Yeah, I'd give up my open. Yeah, I'd give up my major for it. Like
0: <laughs> you would still be a major winner and you could go back every year. And I think I, it's one, I, people forget that he's a major winner. People wouldn't forget that.
1: People yeah, that's true. People I
0: mean, would know that he, like, the only people that, why they know Greg Norman in the Masters is because he has the biggest blown lead there. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, I don't, look, I'm I think we're open. all a little bit older, know. but – Keith, you, maybe you know this. We, but this has turned you know, into Greg Norman hate body, as
0: apparently. So.
1: Well, I, I want to walk it back a little bit, because you guys might have seen my shark hat on Instagram. today. i, I that Oh, head yeah. on. You saw that. When I, when I first started golf, and I, I liked shark. I liked the persona. I didn't, you know, my, my buddy who was into golf before I was, he explained to me that Greg Norman in the late 80s, early 90s, he was the big hitter. He was the long hitter. He was like the young guy blown it past all the old guys and he could putt and he could chip and he looked like he was going to be the next big thing. Right. And he got a few majors out of it. So yeah, I, I, I kind of like the Sharky persona or whatever it is, you know? And then, yeah, you start to realize, man, this guy will just put his name on anything, sell everything. Hate to say it. He's a lot like Mike Ditka here in Chicago. Like the guy will sell you, you know, Wine, actually, Dick is kick ass, red ain't bad. But, anyways, he's got Jardiner, he's got everything, put his name on everything. So, it's, I guess, that a lot of us, normal folks, so a lot of us who do not live in the world of million dollar homes and wineries and things like that, I guess we'll never understand when is enough enough. Yeah. How, like, how many millions does it take for you to, you know, sell out the tour that made you? But then again, somebody else will come along and say, and you got, a, you, got a, you got a tour that, you know, everybody that works the tournament is a volunteer. They don't really get paid. But yes, they do donate a lot to charity. But these millionaires work for billionaires. So, like, why are we caping for billionaires? Yeah. It's just, you know, the money's coming from somewhere. I That's why I just sit back and I say, hey, look, you know what? If it was me as a player, PGA Tour has got the history. I'd like to establish myself. If I know that I'm always going to hover outside of the top 100 and I can go get paid by these guys, I'm going to get paid. I don't know.
2: It just takes, it just takes time. If they're really going to, it's just time. Over time, time will tell, but nothing's ever going to take away from those four, our four majors of the PGA tour. It's just not like the player's champion. Five, call five majors. You know, I know it's not, but it, you're not going to get the publicity. You're not going to get the viewings, the television, you know, the sponsorships. You're just going to get, your billion dollar people throwing their money, you know, we're in a different age now than when golf 20, 30 years ago, you know, when Tiger first came on the the scene, yeah, dollar signs started to go up when he started bringing more and more people in into golf. But now it's just business people just trying to make more millions, more billions of dollars. And it's, yeah, they're going to get some big namers, from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but nothing takes away from the four majors. Right. Can I play devil's
1: advocate? Can I ask one question? All right. So total prize money at the Masters is 15 million, right? And let's just say next year, Masters weekend, Keith, you've got an invite, Gumby, you've got an invite, but guess what? I will give you guaranteed you come to my tournament, the Green Jacket Open, and I will give you a $5 million appearance fee. Doesn't matter if you make the cut, whatever. I'll give you five mil just to show up. Would you take the five mil just to show up or would you go play your first Masters? Give me the Green Jacket.
2: I'm going to play the Masters.
0: Yeah, same. It's history, it's prestigious. I mean, I I, I gotta think that if I'm that good to play in it, then i've made some money along the way and at a certain point in time like how much money is is too much money like i i i i say this as someone who doesn't even you know who makes a, a decent living but nothing crazy and i was like yeah it would be nice to have anything you want you know and a lake house and a boat and all that stuff but like you can only own so many boats you can only own so many cars like at a certain point in time, like, I don't know, it seems like money is like, well, it's almost too much money, you know, which I know it's, people are probably rolling their eyes like you can't have that like money, you know, like all that stuff. But I don't know, it's, it's, I feel oh. that all they've done is taken, they saw a, a boom happen in golf through the pandemic. And they said, oh, we need to capitalize on this. Oh, what's the best way to do that? Well, when we see, like, the NFL and we see football, like, to Americans, football is king. You know, it, it, dri- it drives, like, numbers and all that stuff. So that's why all these copycat leagues have sort of come out. And XFL and USFL coming coming back and everything like that has been, you know, popular but is the product as good as the NFL? I don't think so. They try experimental things that just makes it seem like not like the game, you know? And, and so I just, I'm just not sure if it will work. Like, are you going to get a bigger yeah, hole? It's not as good. Yeah. Are you going to get a bigger hole? Are you going to change the rules of golf? Cause that's not golf anymore. That's something else, you know? And, and, so if it's just the same, I mean, <laughs> I just I don't know what we're getting out of it. You can just go watch the Senior Tour. You can just go watch the Corn Fairy Tour. Like, I'll watch college golf over that. They play in different formats, you know, all that stuff, than then just watching, like, Lee Westwood hit a ball. Like, I don't, I don't know.
1: Or do those team events, like we said.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe if it's that, but it doesn't seem that that is what's happening. It seems like it's just golf you know so yeah but again give uh, us
1: give us team events with people we care about right right
0: so either way this has been our episode episode 30 episode 13 of season 2 it's been a good one we talked about the ADG4 we talked about um some range finders versus yardage books talked about our weekend plans we got some good weekend plans. I'm planning a scramble this weekend, boys. I'm going to go up to the club, planning a breakfast scramble. Breakfast is included. I'll take it. Just remember, um, if
1: you're not cheating, you're not trying.
0: I'm going to try and uh, try and meet some new people and all that stuff. It's uh, it was it was quite rejuvenating. Getting back up to the club, seeing some people out, all that stuff. I'm I'm very excited about it. Um, so that'll be good. Uh, I had bad news for Keith though this week that like I can't make my member guess this uh, this year, which is just so sad. So I had promised that to him, but now it'll be at a wedding.
1: And that's why I was forjacking my putts so my handicap would go up, so you'd take me
0: over Keith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So maybe next year. Um, Let's find a one day or at your place. I'll yeah, come. exactly. We'll do that and and whatnot. But again, if you haven't become a supporter of the podcast. Uh, go to anchor.fm slash the Switch Life podcast slash support to become a supporter. Uh, Join the squad. 847 Customs on the podcast next week. Talking about our ball marker. Talking about some other things. Going to be a really fun show there. Um, And then giveaways are coming. Giveaways and merch. Merch is coming. Keith's got some cool stuff coming on. Uh, We're going to get that started roll up soon. And my mom's retired now. We might be making head covers soon, boys. <laughs> we might be making head covers soon. I don't know. But we'll see. She sounded into it when I asked her this weekend. So uh, Mama Henry is going to make us some head covers. We'll see. But until the next one, any last words, boys? This is quiet from the gallery. Nope. Keith's muted. So what he's trying to say is not.
2: God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> What were your last words? I wedding? can't wait to golf on Friday. I can't wait to get out.
0: Yes. It was like, had a practice session Saturday and then got out Sunday, and it felt like Christmas. Yeah, I texted them. I was like, it's here. Like, golf season is here. So. Uh,
2: and I like. Three days of antibiotics. I like the uh, Mama Henry. We should, if we do head covers, you know, the like little. Little bag, bag, Mama bag, Henry. Put on there, do Mama Henry. Yeah.
0: A, I like that. I like that. So. And a little swoosh next to it. Yep exactly so again support this podcast like the podcast listen to the podcast and share the podcast uh, until the next time it has been the swoosh life podcast we'll see you in the next one bye thanks for listening to today's episode make sure to go follow us on instagram at the swoosh life podcast to stay up to date on all things swoosh and if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the swoosh life podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the swooshlife backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like.
2: That's what we like.